Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, Philip Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence. Welcome, welcome. And uh, who's who's here? It's no, it's no Louise. It's here. Louise was here uh, last week. Thanks to Louise, my niece, for helping us out. But my my good man is back. It's you know Wrestling Daft needs the man himself. Introduce yourself, my friend. My name is Gredo. I was on annual leave last week. Um, had a good week week off, but I'm I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. But I'm scunnered. Just what are you scunnered about? Yeah, I can, I I can already I tell. I can tell. You're on a down on me. What's going on, brother? I'm just like everything is just like everybody's got problems you now with the coronavirus, the pandemic, and we've all been suffering this bollocks for the last six or seven months. But do you know that way? I feel as if it's mega taking its toll now. Just wee things now. It's like supposed to step panto the other day. Supposed to do two doors down. Couldn't do two doors down because it bubbles. And when you're filming, if you're only the person that I work with in two doors down is going to be in another bubble for for, for just now, so she can't enter another bubble to film. And um, still bubbling, mate. Just... I, I know. See, I thought you were going to. I see. I thought this was going to be quite a, like a Gado be strong talk. It's good to talk and all that because as well as that, I've been like dinging everybody in wrestling. Like, I can't even bother talking to anybody in wrestling, even my best of mates. And I'm just like went on to watch wrestling there just now on YouTube, and I feel like greeting because I'm just. Everything's just stuff. I miss wrestling. I miss seeing all the troops, and it's just doing my tits in there. I don't know. I just feel like shit. It's like you've no. The thing that's cheered me up this week was when my dad thought you were Bernie. For 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 went out for something to eat. My dad and he said, "Do you still want the way we be Bernie?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "What do you mean we Bernie?" Cheered me up as well. Cheered me I, up. And he was going to tell. I am this ice cream fan. Him a tall boy. I was like, "In Bernieston." Ah, well, whatever I. So that's kept me going. But other than that, I've no watched... Burniston's called Burniston. It was named after we Burnley, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tribute to him. Uh, no, so, I, I mean, I know. I think it's getting to everybody. Now. It's where the winter months coming and it's getting dark really early. Um, and you you must miss rocking up to a show, mate. I remember being backstage at ICW and then you would rock up at whatever time you wanted and you would come in. Last time I saw you, your hair... Nice and blonde. I'm rocking in like a star. Everybody's like, Gredo, Gredo, Gredo. Ah, you're chanting all the boys backstage. You're in your element, mate. You know what I mean? It's the glamour. Somebody Live crowd. Somebody tweeted me the other day. I don't know if they tagged wrestling daft in it, but it was like nice times they met a wrestler. And the reason why I'm thinking about this is because you turned, because you said I, I turn up whenever I want. And that's a big kind of, that's, that's a kind of, Bad habit that I've got that you know if the wrestling starts at seven. I'm there for about quarter past. You know what I mean? I, rock, I just you know what I mean. I, I I I've got a bad that's I've done it for ever since I can. 
you know. Can I became a star. Aye, aye, I fuck this, man. Do you know what That's I mean? That's what fucking stars are supposed to be. Three o'clock and all that shit. What star comes up at fucking three o'clock watching a ring go up? Fuck off. Exactly. No and this guy text me, uh, tweeted me to say um, that I turned up to an ICW show and <laughs> the, 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 the queue was there. And I was kind of walking up with my bags and all that. And this guy said that I, I walked up to him and kind of basically went, you're a big lumpy boy kid on you're my security guard. <laughs> if, Dallas, if, da- if Dallas sees me coming in late, he'll boot my ass. But if I make it into a gimmick, so I got this big guy to walk me, walk me in because I was a heel at the time. Right, right, <laughs> I walked by all the punters. And, and, and when, just when he tweeted that, I was like, fuck, man, I miss wrestling, man. Shit. That was a good wee story. It's that. a beamer. That's a good story. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a beamer, that thing, in it? When you turn up to a live event that people have bought tickets for and they've bought tickets to see you and then you need to walk by them at the front door. I've done that a few times. I've done that it's a few times. Hungry. And they're all standing outside waiting. They're in a queue. And then you come fucking schlepping up like that your wee bag. <laughs> what a yeah. fucking... You know what I mean? I, I just, you want I, them to see... The first time they see you is when you fucking pop out on that stage. You know what I mean? No... Here, here. That's why I've always kind of... Even though you want to go and hustle for... At the merch table and stuff like that, right? It's just like... I feel dead. I never date on family shows. Because I just feel like... I don't want the Waynes coming in and seeing me stunning out with my shoot bum bag try to take money off folk and no, say, do you know what I mean I just it's, there's something all right about that I've never that's... I've never got over seeing see every time you t- talk about Sandman for example mm-hmm. I always think about him at Universal Uproar taking tenors after you guys <laughs> just sticking tenors and he's fucking with nicotine stained horns fucking sticking tenors and he's fucking shut pocket that's all I think about you know what I mean should I told you did I not remember I told you stories where I was with, with Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal in Aberdeen and I were giving it because I was taking selfies before, and they were going, Grado, what are you doing? You should be charging money to these guys. <laughs> I was like, mate, I've got to come back here fucking next month, right? Come ah, on. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're stunning there. Sanji and Jay Lethal are stunning there, like, in their super dry jeans and their fucking bandanas and all that, stunning there like Jake's. You know what I mean? Nobody's right. gone up to them. Nobody knows them. They probably made about £15. It's just not worth it. Nah. Look Quite at right, mate. Okay. Right, let's see what the punters are saying. Good to have you back, my man. Good to have you back. And you know what? I'm sorry you're feeling low. Anytime you're feeling low, if you don't want to talk to anybody, just give me a shout, mate. Nah, I'm not feeling low. I'd be low. happy not just... to talk to you. That's, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know, I mean, that, that's the kind of, that's the, would you call it? It's, it's the fashion, you know, isn't it? Talking about how you feel. It's well, it's a, good, it's a fucking good fashion, mate. It's a good fashion. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you did it. Uh, because as I've been feeling low as well I've been a wee bit short tempered and feeling a bit low I went up and down it's, it's tough tough times right, right. so first of all I you want to say bit... something John no right. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to talk sorry big man I, I hope we can put a smile on your face over the next hour or so Grado <laughs> let's, let's you know help your mental health with some laughs and talking about the wrestling oh sorry mate have I been babbling on there don't eh uh, don't raise his expectations too much for laughs or any of the listeners. Uh, right, first of all, thanks to Aaron who left this review. He left a review of our show, this show. He says, I never used to be interested in podcasts, any kind, not just wrestling, but I've got into wrestling daft and it has me in stitches every time. If you like laughing and or wrestling, give it a listen. That's what he said. Thanks very much for that, Aaron. Aaron with two A's, just like Elvis Aaron Presley. Cheers, um, man. That's nice. Um, big respect to him. Elvis died, of course, 1977. Had a heart attack on his toilet pan. Past few weeks, I've uh, been talking about random appearances for wrestlers on British telly after a clip of the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan emerged on them on Big Breakfast. Thanks to Scott, who sent in a clip of Jenny Powell. Do you remember Jenny Powell? Jenny Powell? What happened to Jenny Powell? I'm pretty Powell? sure I fancied Jenny Powell when I was a weekend. I think I fancied her. I think I may have fancied Jenny Powell. Yeah, well, I, 
I think so. I think she oh. presented when she was really young. She presented a program called. Oh my God! Wheel of Fortune. Does she know the woman in that? No. Oh, let me just Google just to check to double check who Jenny Powell is here. Aye. Aye. No. No limits is the one I'm remembering. No limits. Aye. Definitely. When I was a wee guy. I, yeah. Definitely. So. Um, what about Jenny Powell again? What are we talking about her for? Uh, I don't know. We get oh, she was on track. Ah, right. She was. Uh, anyway, here she was interviewing the Undertaker and Paul Bearer on a 90s Saturday morning ITV show called Gimme Five. Uh, right, so let's play a wee clip of that. Well, talking about The Undertaker, yeah, I have one from Andrew Leachman, uh, age 11, from Nottingham, and he says, how does uh, you get on with the other wrestlers, Undertaker? How do you get on with them? I dispose of the other wrestlers. Dispose of them. All oh, right. Okay, that's clear. Okay. Concise and to the point. Um, Cena from Birmingham says, um, will WWF do another large UK date? Oh, yes. The World Wrestling Federation is returning to the UK on September 14th through the 17th. We're going to be in Wembley Arena, Hall, Aberdeen, and Birmingham. Oh, and the tickets are going very, very quickly. Right, okay, we'll be there. We're going to come on. Yeah, we'll, we'll oh, be yes. there. Um, also, uh, Matthew Davies, our very own Matthew Davies, um, age 14 from Stoke-on-Trent, he wants to know, when are you going to fight Brett the Hitman Hart? I have a few other opponents first, Yokozuna being the first that I must dispose of, which will happen September 14th. It will happen. And okay. somewhere down the line, maybe, okay. Brett the Hitman Hart. And just quickly, um, what do you think of Ant and Deck? Ant, Deck. Yeah. yeah. Oh! 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 I'm sorry. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. Oh. <laughs> 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 Undertaker was amazing there, wasn't he? <laughs> With the hand cat and deck. Uh, and you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Mate, that's so funny. What I always it always blows my mind when there's like heavy random TV presenters of interviewed wrestlers. Cause like, did they remember it? Do you know what I mean? She ever Aye. talks about that. She goes, I've oh, the wrestler, I've interviewed the wrestler. What was his name? The the grave digger can just get his name out of the because do you know what I mean? All that just like they don't aye, know aye. how good that is. But also, it's just funny to me that the thing that really made him snap was saying, <laughs> asking him about Ant and Deck. That was the thing that really, really did it to me. Aberdeen Hall. Oh. <laughs> uh, an interesting wee fact there is you see how for you know you see what what happened there when a uh, ant and deck were mentioned to what do you think ant and deck was said to undertaker and he just completely lost it uh, that was actually what ali mccoy whispered into neil lennon's ear back in the day as well <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing that's funny as fuck uh, right so thanks, uh, thanks to Scott for sending that, and that was good fun. Uh, since the GIF or GIF, uh, as we say now, of Stone Cold Stunner and Donald Trump was doing the rounds after the US election, we asked what celebrity you would like to stunner and why. Stephen says Dom Littlewood. His blokes are turbo grass, right? Who's Dom Littlewood? He's the guy that goes about like, uh, is it dodgy builders and all that? The bald, the wee bald, oh, the bald guy. guy. He's Dom. Oh, wee baldy Dom. Aye, wee Dom. Aye, he goes about grass. He's so He's grass, isn't he? He's uh, a fucking grass, man. He's a grass, isn't he? He's a grass. Chris would, like to, Chris would like to stun a Rose West. <laughs> Partly because she was a bad bastard, but mainly so he could see if she does actually have a beard now, as has been rumoured. 
I get Chrissy's fascination there because I do have a kind of like I, I've typed in like Rose West 2020 before to see if there's any pictures. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> political campaign, Rose West 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richie says Katie Hopkins, the she beak, hit her with some PG 13 partner. Like, here's some breaking nose for your next gossip column. Bang, stunner, beautiful. Uh, Billy wants to line up all the loose women, past and present. So a lot of women getting here. Uh, and Kyle Lafferty as well, because he'd sell it better than The Rock. Oh, <laughs> Ian says, Christopher, songs for me nan, Maloney, for X Factor. That's a shame for Chris Maloney. Nah, did you see when Big Brother? He was a bit of a wank. He was a bit of a wank, wasn't he? Uh, now, once again, we, we like to, well, look, Grado likes to get your wrestling wordplay, your wee puns, right? And we got a name for the feature note. It's The Punnin. This is called... Punnin. Thanks, John. Uh, no. Last week, we wanted to hear your wrestling bands, right? Tell us which wrestling bands, and you didn't disappoint. Here's, here's, you might get your ones in. I'll get mine out the road because I must admit, I think you can go all day with us and you can take the piss. Um, so, but I, I mean, I spent 10 minutes on it and I came up with um, Conan Keating, <laughs> Dane Bowles of Pain. Oh, very good. Lance Stormzy. Good. And Randy Savage Garden, which I think's a bit cheap, but Randy Savage Garden. But that's I'm, that's, that's my good. limit. I quite like that. I quite uh, like that. Okay. Who we go? Um, Graham says Ocean Colour Cena. Eh. Richard comes in with My Bloody Greg Valentine. I like that. Very good. Jake the White Snake Roberts. Yeah. No bad. And Avenged Trent Sevenfold. Nah, I'm not like that nah. one. Paul says the Rolling Stone Colds. Nah. Nah, it's too easy, isn't it, that one? That's what I'm saying. Because you could come in and sting, you know what I mean? <laughs> sting, Aye, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, uh, you know. Krieger says Dixie Carter checks. Dixie checks, Dixie Carter checks. That was good, man. I think I'll be quite Krieger. That's mispronunciation of his name. Oh, is it Krieger? I think so, I. It's no Krieger. It's Krieger. It's Krieger, so is it Krieger the worker? Krieger the wrestler, aye. Yes, big Krieger. Right, hold is on. It Krieger let's the wrestler? Let's settle this in the ring. <laughs> is it Krieger or Krieger? I would call him Krieger. See if I was managing him, I'd call him Krieger. Krieger's no doing it for me. We'll settle this in the ring, me and him. Krieger, we can Krieger. talk about this. Let's get him on the show and we'll talk about the pronunciation. Let's get Krieger on the show, man. Right, Grado. Andy says uh, Randy Savage Garden. Ah, okay. So that's right. Know, so that's that's been uh, now been vetted and approved by the listeners. Big Mad Andy says the Davy Boy Smiths. Jeez. Chris says Kenny Omega Death. Nah, see, I don't like this. This is the you know what and, I mean? the, and the big red machine. Triple H for steps. That's Triple H for steps. That's so bad it's good. Mick says the Mr. Fuji's. That's a good one. The Mr. Fuji's is a good one. That's good. And right to censor said Fred. <laughs> and a big shout out for mentioning Right to Censor, who is one of our favourite. Uh, yep. We always talk about Right to Censor on this. Mm -hmm. Stephen says Triple H for steps, sells that again. And then um, Randy Orson and Rowdy Roddy Billy Piper. <laughs> uh, big Benny gets in touch with Real Big Bobby Fish. 30 seconds to Lars Sullivan. Hideo Atami Winnette. Oh, I fucking like that. And on, man, Billy Piper's fucking floored me there. <laughs> What, Rowdy Roddy Billy Piper? Rowdy Billy Piper. And big, big Benny as well, Duran Durandy Orton. <laughs> uh, Zach says, Motor City Machine Guns and Roses. And, <laughs> and Crosby Stills and Kevin Nash. 
Don't know that one. JD says the Dudley Boys to Men. Uh, and Chris says uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Mans. Who who is what is this a reference to? The Mighty The Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. And I take it that's you know he's 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 sent a picture in a uh, big boss man's face. It's obviously a Microsoft Paint job. He's obviously spent a good twenty minutes, which is wasted on this show because minutes. two minutes. Is, uh, I I mean th- this is an audio podcast. There's um there's the, don't waste your time. Here, listen to this though. Last week's listener of the week, Jordy Coil. He came flying in. Listener of the week last week, so he's trying to hold on to his belt here, right? Right. Wait, Gradio Head. <laughs> Bob Nickel Backland. <laughs> the Foo Naki Fighters. And Susan Boiler Room. <laughs> Susan Boiler Room bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's good, mate. He's good. He's <laughs> Susan good. Boiler Room Brawl is fucking magic. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, let what we Steve, by the way, uh, just to embarrass Steve, did say sting. I see. I knew there was a, there's gonna be one, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, never right, that was that was good fun. That I went better than I thought it would be just because I feel as if you can there is a lot of there's a lot of minutiae in that kind of there is me. So exactly, what, mate. What, exactly. What are we thinking this week? What are we thinking this week? What are you want here? What about a I don't sex related ones? Sex related <laughs> ones. Aye, so the sex toys, fetishes. Aye, things like uh, that. Category of porn, you know, right? Yeah. I, I, I've, I've got it, man. Right, that's good. We go in just now. Uh, the sex fiend. <laughs> <laughs> just put sex in front of a wrestler. And make it aye. <laughs> but Randy Orton's just as one already. Aye, aye, aye. Sparky butt plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Seaman. That's terrible. John Seaman is good. I like John Seaman. Um. Uh, what else we got here? John Dominic Mysterio. What? Con Dominic Mysterio. Con, <laughs> Con Dominic. <laughs> oh, I'm liking this already, man. Also, Dominatrix Mysterio. Ah. <laughs> well. The hard on right, boys. That's a big good. That's a big good. That's a big good. Hard on boys. Hard on boys. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> right, we'll get loads. So we'll get loads. Right, that's good, man. Aye, that's one. good. No, every week you like. <laughs> no, sorry. So, uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that. Or just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft.gmail.com. Be good to hear from you. CM Spunk. <laughs> right, now every week we like to separate the good for the bad in the wrestling, the 11s for the 13s. We'll get that. The 13s unlucky, and 11 is. Oh, okay. made, me a, made me a lot of money, mate. Made me a lot of money. <laughs> I was in it. Uh, the, so, uh, what what have you liked in the wrestling this week? I'm going to come in right away, and I want to put Google. over. I want to put over uh, AEW's <clears throat> uh, wrestling games uh, press conference announcement thing, uh, where you had them all done up like uh, uh, what's his name, the, the Apple guy. <laughs> <He> <laughs> what's his name? Steve Jobs. Aye, Steve Jobs. 
They were all de- all the- hold on. The wrestlers were all dressed up. Kenny Omega was dressed up like with a black sweater on no. that, like polo neck, no, 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 glasses and stuff. Oh no way! That's the press up to announce man. the games, and also it looks the AEW game is coming. Yukes are uh, going to be developing it, but they've also got the director of No Mercy involved in it, an old N64 wrestling game that we all loved. Uh, so oh, I'm looking at this just now. That's dead funny, Kenny. I mean, it's not dead funny, but it's funny. Uh, it, so looks it's be- it looks great. The, the trailer was just released about an hour ago or something like that. Was it not? Yeah, Have you I, seen I, it? I saw the uh, They showed it last night. They showed it last night, so that'll be them re- releasing there. But it's still early in development. But they've got a few games coming out. They've got like a, this casino game. They've got a management game, an AEW management game. So they're going all in, as AEW like to do on the game stuff. So that's great. That's exciting for me. I want Fuck. to put that over. Um, I was over too early. I was over too early. If I was maybe two years later, I was over, I'd maybe... Fucking been amongst that. You'd be an AEW, I think. They sign all the gimps. I'd have had a good chance. <laughs> You'd have been on that AEW dark all the time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that would I mean, I know. You would have been. You'd have been on that all the time. That you'd be constantly on that, and then you would you would have get involved. I also want to put over. Um, uh, I also want to put over. Um, Wait, we'll still want to put over. You go first, Gredo, because I'm trying to something Oh, shit, mate. To... I've watched fuck all wrestling this week, mate. I've done nothing. I have, um, I started watching The Sopranos, so oh, that's took out my life. I've never, it was, it's wee shells out, Bob, that's always went raved up, raved about it. I watched it in 2010, first couple episodes, and thought it was all right. Took a 10 year uh, interval and started watching it, and I fucking love it, man. I don't know. I know this isn't a, you know, it's no wrestling, but that's all right. Don't worry about that. It's good, man. So it's never I held mean... you back before, mate, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, I want to put already Kingston, um, because <clears throat> first of all, like, for a couple of reasons. First of all, he, his work in AEW has been fantastic. His work with Ambrose has been fantastic. His promo work has been amazing. Um, the match, uh, the match was a was a good solid match. The match at full gear. Um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't maybe what we were all hoping for, but it was uh, it was still a good solid match. And he's had a, he's had an absolutely brilliant run since he came in and there. I think, and I love the fact he was wearing uh, Masawa tribute gear as well in the ring, which was yeah, I'm always going to be into that. He loves stuff. Masawa, doesn't he? So I'm going to put that over as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing Murphy, Eddie Kingston, in there. I think I do think they've genuinely got a a proper star there if they treat him right going forward. Uh, listen, the punters. Willie wants to put our full gear as well, top to bottom. Probably my favourite pay per view since the Rumble. Birion's no enough. He's cremating the twenty four seven title. We're all tired of the twenty four seven title, particularly since you know the twenty four seven title was really rocking when Drake Maverick was involved in it because he can he can elevate anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but, but by the way, I'm also enjoying his uh, his tag team stuff the new with Killian Dane. Drake Aye. Maverick, which is really really good fun stuff. The problem with the twenty four seven title was they can. Manipulate the crowd to make it look like folk give a shit with us, yeah, fake noise and stuff like that. Whereas if it was on live shows, I think it would be getting buried by now because it has took that up. Out of it, do you know what I mean? So, Scott wants, to, be, Scott wants to bury the finish to Storm versus Shotzi on NXT. Baith outside, but Shotzi gets back in and breaks the count on nine. Then we have to watch Shotzi's tank get destroyed on video and Tony wins with a roll up after fuck's sake. I hated that. Scott hated that. Scott, the pandemic is obviously getting to Scott a wee bit. Calm down, mate. <laughs> uh, Brian wants to put over GCW and Nick Gage Invitational. Five oh. to eight guys going to... Uh, v- v- Nick Gage in- Invitational, five. Eight guys going to Absolute War and an Extreme Deathmatch tournament. I've not seen this. Extremely violent from start to finish. <laughs> a highlight being Alex Colon versus Arrow Boy. For me, a pay-per-view well worth a watch for anybody who has not uh, seen it. They're really good, aren't 
Uh, and he wants to bury the Undertaker coming back for one mere match. Time to hang the jacket up came a, mile, a while ago. The Boneyard match was a way to go out. What is the one mere match he's coming back for? He's coming back for Survivor Series. I don't know. Unless he's not having a match, is he? I don't think no. he's having a match. I don't think he's having a match. He'll probably come. I bet it'll be some sort of confrontation with the fiend or something like that, and he'll go out on his back or something. It'll be something like that. Won't it? Listen, they need to. They need to. Uh, what do you call it? Dub this. They need to put us. What do you call that when you stub out a fag? What do you call that? Uh, need to step on him and like. Right, they've ripped the arse out this man. It was good at the start, and it was all the network and. He knew he's on TikTok and he calls himself Mark and he, he's going to be on Loose Women fucking next, you know what I mean? Just get a buy now, I would say. But, uh, no, no, we're nothing wrong with Loose Women, by the way. I just want to say before, I don't want cancelled. Cancel Grado. No, um, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mind Loose Women. I just, uh, the Undertaker, oh, right, okay. I'll keep my mouth shut. I do like this. I do like Janice Street. Board, big fan. Big fan of the work. Uh, Paul wants to put over the Paul Bearer Mortician documentary. Uh, he wants to put over Bailey versus Sasha, the Elite Deletion and Moxley versus Kingston. And he wants to bury Lars Sullivan again. I was bullied, so I am now a bully. Shite, he says. <laughs> good man, Shite. Uh, John, How, uh, John, have you seen that Mortician documentary then? I, I, I might watch it. You'll fucking love it. Well, it's, one of the, it's one of the best I've seen the WWE do. It's just Shut up, honestly. We've seen, like, obviously, Percy out of character doing all the backstage stuff and all that. It's, it's brilliant. You'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. Mate, he was one of the guys, remember how I, I tell you about how he used to phone and stuff like that? I remember, get, <laughs> remember getting his email address in 2002. Hi, Percy. And I was given, you know, the usual part of, I'm a wrestling journalist. Would you be able to do an interview? And he sent me this big long thing about how he couldn't, how busy he was and all that. But you know that way? Like, I really just wanted to reply anyway. I couldn't give a fuck about the interview. It was just... Getting a reply for Paul Bearer, and that he was he was so nice. I don't think he declined like, in a polite way. Aye, aye, aye. And, and, and I remembered it. And then also when I went to my first mania when I was a lowlander, so I wasn't a part of the festivities. Um, WrestleMania 2011, me and my mates went and we just stood out in front of the hotel. Um, and Paul Bearer came to his veranda man and started uh, waving to us, and he was we were shouting things back and forth to him, and he was then we. Can do we face his tears and it was just being like you know what I mean he was just nice and jolly and you know what I mean like, hey you ho kind of that and fucking hey Paul Dafty and all that kind of and he was right into it. <laughs> so uh, it's a beautiful story you bullying Paul Bearer. Dafty John loved it as well the Paul Bearer documentary he says without him there wouldn't have been Undertaker and Kane he says. He wasn't that fucking real die idea. <laughs> and he wants to bury Lars Sullivan as well. He can't wrestle or cut a promo. He's just a shite version of Ryback. <laughs> Sad Panda puts over the new AEW console game. There we go. Hopefully the wrestling game we've been waiting for for the last two decades. Now that's a lot of shite. There's been plenty of good wrestling games in the last two decades. And Roche wants to put over AEW full gear. He feared the worst following the shite fest that was all out and thought that maybe the card was over crammed, but thankfully I was wrong. Tremendous pay-per-view. Several highlights. Uh, not least of all, Young Bucks versus FTR. And he wants to bury all the fannies acting shocked that Jericho and Undertaker donated to the Trump campaign. They're both millionaires in their 50s. Of course they want the Republicans to win. Now, there was a lot of people slagging off Jericho for his selfie, um, showing off his bod on his 50th birthday, and body shaming is never a, never a good thing. I want to bury body shaming as well, because I'll be happy to look like Jericho looks when I'm 50, and it's only like fucking seven years away for me, I'd be happy to look like Jericho. He knows what he's doing, man. I, 
I seen the see the boy that is it Ulias? He he drew now he's in have you seen the guy on Twitter, Ulias that does his drawings and it no. won't paint and they're really that bad that they're good. Like look at Ulias, he's drawing a Jericho, it's fucking hilarious, man. Um, I need to have a look at this. Um but I would be happy to look like him. Hold on, my wife is here. Hey Dallin, is are you oh is that written all right? Okay, right, we'll drive safe. That was just my beautiful wife there had stepped in for a minute. Shout out to my wife's ma, Rose, by the way, who listens to this show uh, every week without fail. Does she actually? My mother-in-law listens to this show every week. Get in there. Hi, Rose. Without fail. So big shout out to Rose. Uh, Thanks for for checking us out and staying loyal. Uh, I'm just sending you this picture of Hingway that isn't as Let's see this one. (laughs) It's a belter, isn't it? You looked at it, John, aye? <laughs> but you know what? Jericho's gone for this thing, isn't he? Where it, where it's like a kind of um, middle-aged rock star kind of look. That's his kind of thing he's gone for. He knows what he's, what he's fucking doing, man. So it was his 50th birthday Aye. the other day. And you know how like I'm in this big group chat and like everybody's saying happy birthday, but I've dingied a couple of folk in the conversation um, for the last couple of days in the group chat and you know that way I'm like fuck I've dinged them but I really want to say happy birthday to Jericho and I've never done it you know that way I wanted to but I couldn't because then folk would have said well he's oh you can say happy birthday to Chris Jericho but you can't reply to my texts aye, aye, aye. do you know what I mean so put me in a bit of predicament there so Chris if you're listening happy 50th man he will be he will be, be listening. listening happy birthday Chris uh, and um, may, may you it's, you know the weird thing about Chris Jericho right you don't really think about him being in his 50s, do you? You don't really think about, like, you know, how many years has he really got left in the ring or something. It's a, he really is... Uh, it's really is amazing how he stayed right up the top of the game, in it? Because you don't think of him as, like, a veteran wrestler that, oh, it's amazing he's still in there. You don't even really hang that way. You just think... You don't. You still see Jericho. Aye. I know what you, you know mean, what mean by that. Like, he's no really... He's, um... He's no skipped a beat, isn't he? No, really. Well, you know how when 50-year-old guys used to turn up on the, like when a Bob Backlund would come back in or something, or like a Aye. fucking Terry Funk would show up or something, you'd kind of be thinking to yourself, look at that old guy in the ring. But you don't mm-hmm. think about that with Jericho. You just think, there's Jericho. And you think he's 50. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like as you say, Backlund and fucking Terry Terry Funk, 50. There's loads of guys that are 50 that you've not seen in 10 years, and you go, holy fuck, man, look at Nick at him. But Here's a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has Jericho... Is Jericho currently having the best late period in any wrestler's career? Whoa. Is there any other wrestler who, at the age of 50, was at the top of the game the way Jericho is? Taker. Nah, but I at don't the age that's... of 50? What I don't think that's... Because if you think of what he was doing, I was thinking when he was doing the Lesnar stuff, he must have been 50. He must he must but... have but I would still argue though that Taker was a Taker was a special attraction at that point. Still, it was a special attraction. He was turning up for a WrestleMania, and he was a, he was a special attraction. He wasn't he wasn't competing at the highest level week after week at the Topia promotion that is the AEW is a cooler promotion than WWE. There's no doubt about that. It's a cooler promotion. It might you know obviously it's not as big as WWE. Obviously it doesn't. But I would say I, I just wonder. I'm I'm struggling to think of any wrestler at that age at the age of 50, who is as relevant, I would say, as relevant to the current scene. No, you're right, you're right, Rob. I would say you're right then, man, I'm just... Yeah. I will I... take her, take her, uh, he was, the post-feud was, uh, he was 50 in 2015, 
and uh, that was post uh, the streak in Lesnar thing. So yeah, you're, you're right. I can't think of any. It's funny. So so hold on. Taker was fifty in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Right. So put it like this: in two thousand and fifteen, we fought Undertaker resolved. Do you know what I mean? But the new Jericho, we still, even though he's fifty, we don't Aye. see him as old. Aye, totally. I totally don't. Totally. There was there were there were people. I mean, there were people saying then, even at that point, you know, Taker's going to have to hang it up soon and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And is people, it, is it that's not the conversation the... with Jericho. The new the, the the thing with Jericho the new is still like people are looking forward to. Jericho is a properly engaged wrestler, engaged in storylines and a major promotion. Um, up. If no, the top of the card, right up near the top of the card. You know what I mean? Ah, it's a very, very good point, and it? it really is. So I mean, I don't, I don't. It's, it's. I just can't think anybody. Is it because he's a rock star? I think it's because. I think it's. I think it's just that reinvention thing. I think the the, the thing is, he's, is his total reinvention into this new character. Who, and it's a really clever character he's created for himself now because this is a, a character that can hang around for a long time. You know what I mean? He's 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 got this kind of rock star, aging rock star kind of vibe now, where he can hang around and age, and yeah, a character that might even be better in five years' time when he's even a bit older. You know what I mean? I love it. These these wrestlers. I mean, it's just the same with Randy Orton. And I see the way he just doesn't give a fuck about anything on, online and stuff like that. Aye. These folk are just getting older, and they don't give a fuck. It's brilliant. See if I, I want to say one more thing about Jericho's uh, donation to the Trump campaign, right? Which I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about this after we spoke about it last week. Um, see if I was a heel wrestler you who, was, who was loaded. Maybe I would have fucking donated money to the Trump campaign as well. Yep. And I made sure people knew about it. Aye. You know what I mean? Yep. Maybe I would do it. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Aye. I've got mm-hmm. one for you potentially. Hogan was forty nine. When he wrestled The Rock at WrestleMania, total attraction there. But just, yeah, mm. I mean, you only need to listen to Hogan getting interviewed. I watched Hogan's We Shoot thing talking about it, right? And he was talking about that match, and he was saying, you know, he came in, and you know, you know, people didn't really want to work with him, and you know, what I mean, he was like, this was a guy coming in who wasn't he at the top of his game anymore or anything, you know what I mean? And didn't he know how the crowd was going to react? But Jericho's right in there. Jericho's like week after week. And also, week after week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was the it was the fucking dance routine thing. Um, it was a, a little bit of the bubbly, you know, that long ago. It was the fucking work with Orange Cassidy. Uh, in between that, it was like, he, like he's constantly kind of relevant and in that mix with all these with young guys and working with young guys and Dane having new ideas and Dane new things. I don't think there's any other wrestler that's been at that age in that role. You're right. Okay. As in, no, no, it's interesting that I'm just thinking about it, how mad that is. Like, he literally is a hundred mile an hour. But nobody's even, but he's not even getting credit for that, I don't think. And the reason why he's not getting credit for it is because you don't really think of him as an old guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So he'll uh, you probably get the, he'll get the credit in 10 years' time, probably, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For... Right. I, I know what you mean by that. Like, he's no seen it. Uh, like, if you watch Terry Funk, fucking, you'd be like, oh, look at him trying his best. But the new, oh, I'm talking shit. You've just nailed it. You've nailed it. I, I, could listen, I could listen to you talk all day, mate. Wrestling Daft is on Patreon. Don't forget it. 
get content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft there's three tiers you can choose to get involved the first one is a cruiserweight championship tier that's four dollars a month you're going to get patron only chat community add free versions on the episodes early access random bonus content the video version of the marks podcast and you get to vote on what you want to see featured in the list of wrestling daft and for the marks fantasy booking island Intercontinental Champion is Tier 2, that is $10 a month. You get everything that I mentioned in Tier 1 as well as a video version of the podcast each week. You get a bonus episode, which is uh, once a month. Up there now you can get Rabo and Wrestling, the first two parts of the Gredo story called It's Yourself. And we will be recording the RF Shoot video as I'm going to be interviewing Rab. Plus this week, brand new monthly show from the Marts called The Dafties. I think that's been actually for the last couple of weeks, so that's been going really well. They argue over the best and worst wrestler the match and moment of the month and you can also join our patreon pay-per-view parties tier three you're the world heavyweight champion which is to twenty dollars you get everything in the previous tiers as well as a free wrestling draft sh- shirt of choice you must be signed up for a minimum of three months plus you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks as we do a run-in on the show which is always i take it did we well, did we put all the, the big in for last week i Billy. Oh, I would Billy. Right, good, good, good. So if you find some marks this week as well, Billy, we got Billy on to do review SmackDown. Of course you did. Was he good? I was great. We were just talking about being an internet sensation. 80,000 views and counting for Billy's take on the Family Guy 9-11 story. Brilliant, man, the best. <laughs> so if you fancy listening uh, to Billy and getting other content, stuff like that, look at us hooring out Billy for our Patreon. So if you fancy that and becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. It was a love to welcome you to the roster. <laughs> Now it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. We don't want you to hit us with a chair, though. We want us to come, you come on and ask us whatever you want. You may want to talk, us to talk about Drew McIntyre's run. We want to talk about Burnsome coming up Netflix. Disgrace. It's up to you. This week, we're going to welcome to the show the one and only Mr. Jason Robertson. How are we doing, lads? How are you? How are you doing, How are we getting on? How are we doing? Oh, What's your name? Where did you come from, Jason? Eh, Candice Lang. What do you do for a, for a living? I'm a railway engineer. Oh, yeah, He's a railway engineer can... for a line. Give it a shout out. Say He's the... a railway engineer for a line. Do you always work? Oh, watch yourself, Jason. Do you always uh, end up working night shifts on Saturday night? I make big deal. I do, mate. Aye, I do. Why, why is that? Why does that happen? Because that's the only time they don't run trains. Right, right. Okay. During night, so is that all right? So see how like, they they can because I, I live next to a railway line. So see they can. Uh, um, trains that pack all the cargo and shit like that. Do they not go through on a Saturday night? Uh, some places, aye, but right. most places, oh, you can go at night time, they bother. Jason, yes. See, see, when you look at the weather, right? What kind of weather report, what kind of weather forecast make, makes you go, ah, oh, for fuck's sake? Uh, rain, hate the rain. Don't, don't mind being cold, but I hate rain. I don't mean for yourself, mate. I mean for a railway point of view, for the train's point of view. Well, nothing really be it when rain or shine, but. Yeah, but you don't mm-hmm. have to do stuff like when there's a storm and a fucking a branch falls down and all that, and or, or something yeah. like something a big rock falls off a building. Onto <laughs> well, let's clear this up. What do you do? Uh, so my actual job is uh, areas that are badly flooding. We'll go in and put drainage up, industrial size drainage up the side of the track. So we, that's, I'm the, the drainage uh, site manager. That's, that's what, my type. What do you do in the summer? Still work. Just prepare for the winter. My mate Dave's always sitting in his van. That sounds like a fucking sky. You've done it. Prepare for the winter. Like a squirrel. <laughs> you collect the nuts. We're just preparing for the winter, Davey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to there? 
That's brilliant. It's a hard job, isn't it? Because people are always moaning about the fucking trains, aren't they? Aye. It is my box in. I live in Helensborough, right? And we we're at the we're at the end of a line in Helensborough. Mm-hmm. And so people in Helensborough are always fucking moaning. Moaning constantly about the trains. You know what I mean? As if and if like bad weather or a storm or something and a train is after a train's delayed and they're fucking hammering into the trains for that. The pure act of God stuff. Wait. And they're fucking blaming you guys. I don't think it's right. Are they maybe just moaning because stuff for Helensburgh? <laughs> fucking how dare you. That's a good point, mate. That's a very good point. The jewel you know, of the West. You know what? I, I'll, I'll stick up for the railway here in a kind of weird way, right? Because when I worked in the control room in the fire brigade, and anytime we got a fire on the railway track or like a fire next day, we've always got, we had to always inform network rail. And we'd have to say put a block on the line or a, what is it, a block or a fucking something else. I Right, and they just didn't want to do it. They, they, no, we need their trains gone because they must know the stress that comes with trains being cancelled. Like there would be like a massive building fire and smoke taking over the follow the railway line, but they were like adamant, please, can you just leave it? <laughs> They're like, just leave it, man. Because they didn't want to stop the trains go by. So I know that they must be getting fucking uh, worked up. See the hangers, see, see if one train breaks down. That's you in the fucking world of trouble, aren't you? Mm-hmm. If it's your fault directly, I, I, you get your ass beaten for it. I'm thinking about getting train simulator, but I don't know if you've, have you, have you got that, mate? Train simulator? I don't, I don't mate, no. I, I, as soon as I finish work, I don't know anything about the railway. I know, and I bet you when you were sitting here, you're, you've got your day off or whatever, I don't know if you're working the night and you're like thinking, no, can't wait to come on and talk to you too and we end up talking about your fucking what, your, your, your work, which you can't be asked with. I apologise, It's mate. interesting though, it is interesting. It is, because it's like, I'd love, because everybody, I think every, also like every wee guy wants to like drive a train, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It's like you were, choo choo, on How a train. you drive a train? I don't, I mean. No, I don't know. I've been on, I've sat in the cab with the drivers with the, the drove trains, but I can't, no, I've not drove one myself. You take pictures on that when you're sitting up front? Sometimes I. What, what did they do? How do, how do? Is it just a button they press? Do they have a pedal? I don't. I could take the first thing. Is it a big lever, right? There's a big lever. Forwards, aye, just a lever. What? And is it no automatic, no? Aye, ten so there's just a guy going like that. <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking Speed hell. up, slow. Aye. I don't think that's right. What's your wrestling tastes then? What are you into? Uh, WWE, obviously. Watched that if I was a boy. Uh, NXT, NXT is probably my favourite now. I really like NXT and AEW's alright. Do, do you love all that fast paced shit? Like, this is awesome, and slapping the other, all that, slapping their knees, and all that. It's a suicide, and all that push. You like that, eh? I like that. I like that. Do you respect and acknowledge the tribal chief? Oh, of course. Listen, I used to hate Roman Reigns, hated him, but see if he's heel turn, it's fantastic. It really is fantastic. They should have Fun. done that years ago. They should have done that years ago. You're quite happy to let him sit at the heat of the table. Oh, of course, I. F- thoughts in the whole train. Who? <laughs> the whole train. Who's that? Godfather. Done Godfather's it. whole the train. The whole train. Woo! And he ran into a big splash. Wait, age you? Do you remember the, the Godfather now? No, really. I've got memory of fish. Really? Wait, age are you? 29. 29? That's weird. What time did you, wait, you say you get any rest on it? Were you Can late? I- well, high school, I probably like. Right, right. You could be my son. Like, see if I had a wane, if I got somebody pregnant at 14, you could be my son. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking weird thing to me. It's like, see the amount of times now and I'm watching the wrestling and 
all the time I'm watching NXT, for example, is a good example. I could be watching NXT and just going, these could just be all my wins. Mm-hmm. All these, all these could be my wins. I think about yeah. stuff like that now, Rab, where I watch like wrestlers and I see their data buff and I go, well, they were born when I was like fucking. Right. <laughs> no, they've not lost me. I'm thinking. Well, I'm just thinking of something that I see their buff date, but I, I'm, I've ran out. I've ran out of steam. Sorry. Yeah, well, steam. <laughs> what ages? What ages? Sasha Banks. I think. I don't know. Mid twenties, probably. And what age are you, Grado? I'm thirty-two, mate. Thirty-two. So Sasha Banks is well. So Sasha Banks couldn't be Grado's daughter, but Sasha Banks could be my daughter. Easy. She's 28. Could be my daughter then. Dominic Mysterio, could, you could be his father. So could Bailey. Bailey could be my daughter and all. That would be bad. Having to choose between the two of them and, who, and their fights would be really bad. <laughs> they should bring me in as Sasha Banks' da in the WWE. People would be going, something all right here. Something <laughs> <laughs> all right about this. About that. When Sasha was growing up in Springburn, Hey, and then what, something happened to her. She got something happened, and then she had to move to America to go and wrestle. This could she, be. Aye. Yeah, you could do that. Make a big story. A guy came out of Chevron's pub and pushed her, pushed her down into the, onto the train track at Springburn train station. She rolled into the drainage, and her hair turned blue. <laughs> That'd be my promo. Wanna? Yeah, what's she been up to? Uh, so what questions have you got for us Jason what have you got for us my man uh, so I've got one for, for each of you so I'll, I'll ask Gredos first have you written it down I just see you looking there I see have you wrote it down the question no, 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 no. alright okay. Right, okay so uh, this is a, a wrestling question since you're a, a wrestler right, cool. uh, so I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago and it was that boy uh, James Ellsworth and you're saying about with, uh, what's his name John Moxley or mm-hmm. Ambrose mm-hmm. And he was saying, he took, it was about the Styles clash, AJ Styles, and he said, even though that looks really sore, it's, it's easy to take. So what I was wondering is, is there any wrestling moves or, or, or spots or anything that maybe look like they'd be horrifically sore but are easy to take and vice versa? Is there anything that's just quite trivial but is a fucking brutal to take? Right. You see, that's a good question, man. Well, what... Put it this way, is there any moves that you think just know that that looks sear? And I'll, I'll basically say if it's I've took it or not, if it's sear. <laughs> <laughs> because there is some things that you, you date, like, you know, you, you, you're talking to a wrestler and they'll say, I've got this sort of fucking, um, fucking su- some sort of suplex where you're going to land and you're heeding, you're like, eh, you getting else? You know what I mean? You don't want to be doing that in Barnett Burn Community Centre. You know what I mean? But if you're doing it in a big show... You want to take it. You know, I don't want to bunk him. I don't want to bump and ban ban at all. Never mind take big moves. But it's we can. Is there any moves that you can think of? Power bomb, Gado. A power bomb must be. That's what I was thinking. There's, I just, power bomb there's no very many people that can get me up for a well. The trouble with the power bomb is you need to get yourself up in that guy's shoulders, man. I've been oiled the gaff with power bombs to the point where you go, give him the egg and go fuck this day something else. What <laughs> 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 uh, was it that happened? Fucking as well. Kevin Nash says to you, I want to give you... Oh, mate, I'm there all day. Mate, if the, the, the big guys that come to the shows, you want to take their shit, do you know what I mean? It's like you want to take the, the move. It was like when Shah wanted to get Rikishi's ass in his face, you know, you want to take their trademark moves, just so you can say, I've took it. You know what I mean? 
Um, try to think. Moves that are serious. None of them are really serious, to be honest with you. The uh, serious thing he takes a chop, I think. Well, they should they be? You know what I mean? This is the thing. It's like the big um, the Walter match that was on uh, NXT UK. Um, I just sometimes I watch these matches and I kind of go, you know, sometimes I just say to myself, like you're, you're meant to be kidding on, like you're you're not meant, like you don't need to really hurt each other. Do you think there's too many people getting trained nowadays to fucking actually leather each other? Instead of the good old-fashioned two guys going in, trying to protect each other and fucking come out. You know, I mean, make it look like but like that time. I always think about when Big Wolfgang punched me fucking full force right in the dish. He stood me there and he went, fuck you, bang. And I felt nothing. Aye. Nothing. Like a, like, a, like a kiss, like a whisper against my cheek. Beautiful. And that's skill. That's I mean, and exactly that's, that's that. Skill. That's fucking skill. If Wolfgang had just went like that... <laughs> Fuck you! Right in my... I mean, there's no fucking skill in that. Anybody could do that. But see that thing? Yeah, a wrestler being able to go, boom, and, that, and it's like, it goes off like a fucking explosion. And you're like, ah, oh my God. I'm I'm all right. I can go another... You know what I mean? If I'm in a match, I can go another fucking 20 minutes. Easy, if they're getting hit with that. I just sometimes I watch these guys legitimately fucking slugging the fuck at each other, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Totally, man. It's like... I suppose it's sort of pre- preference of what you like to watch. I can understand nowadays why fans love that shit because it does look like they're battering the fuck out of one Whereas, but uh, Rab, I'm totally with you. There's nothing cleaner, smoother, beautiful looking than a what punch. You know mm. what I mean? Aye. Would you know that there's, there is a sort of skill to it? It's like compared to just slapping somebody across the dish, full pelt. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, I don't. I don't think I've answered your question, right? I think I've been shut there. Wait, wait, wait. I can't think of fucking anywhere. Basically, basically, you you but, should have just answered that by saying you don't bump, Grado. I very rarely bump, and when a day, a day like because I remember one time Whippy uh, pile dried me through a barrier. You know the barrier that you get to kind of separate the crowd. The barrier. He took it in the ring, sat it down, and I took a pile driver on it, and I felt nothing, and I bounced up and landed right in my back, and it felt. Amazing, amazing. See when, when, when you can sell the shit or something like that at Disney Heart, that's the fucking best feeling in the world. Mm. Right. What's my question? That was now. Was that good, Jason? I don't know if that was. Oh, that was cracking. That was brilliant. Was was nice. John, what do you think is a? Is that a good that answer? Was great. I turned into a great discussion. Great answer, great answer though. Hey, my contribution to it was brilliant. Yours was better than mine. Hey, what's my question then? Uh, right. So, Rob, you've kind of. Cemented yourself as a somewhat of a fantasy booker on this. You got a bit of creativity. So, a <laughs> uh, question for you is: hypothetically, if you were a wrestler at the, at the peak of your career, and uh, Vince or, or Hunter, whoever came to you and said, "Look, we want you in for one run. Uh, we want you bring bring you in about the kind of wrestle, uh, sorry, Royal Rumble time. You could be in the Rumble or whatever. Lead up to your final match at WrestleMania. Book it all yourself. Which which your if you had one run in WWE, what's your fantasy booking for yourself? So it can be any time period, so you can pick Macho Man or MD. MD. Oh, man. Any time period? <clears throat> Aye, any time period. Not just people that are alive now. Oh, man. I've got it. But, uh, one thing that's always frustrated me that's never been done, right? One of my favourite things in wrestling now is the RKO, right? One of my favourite things in wrestling for years, actually, is the RKO. I love the RKO, right? But you know what's never really been done properly with the RKO? is somebody who has 
trained themselves to have trained themselves to have an awareness where they can never get caught with it. They can never get caught with it by surprise, Dark Heel, right? So if I was a wrestler and I was coming in the new to the Royal Rumble, I would come in having said that I'd been away for ages training myself, um, training my awareness, my spatial awareness, uh, training my perception, all that kind of stuff, um, to make sure that I can't, I want to fight Randy Orton, I want to face Randy Orton, and it's going to be impossible to get the RKO on me. It's going to be impossible to do that. And I'd come in to the, the the Royal Rumble, and I wouldn't win the Royal Rumble or anything like that. I wouldn't win the Royal Rumble or anything like that. But there would be a point in it where Randy Orton is behind me, and you're like, he's going to get the fucking RKO, and I catch him. And then the whole run-up to WrestleMania would be me no getting RKO'd because I'm always seeing it. I'm always seeing it coming. The one guy who always sees it coming, that's my thing. Right up to WrestleMania in a match where ultimately the best fucking RKO moment of all time. I, I finally get caught. He catches me. I would love to be involved in something like that because oh, I, think if you're having, I think if you're having one last run, your one last run should be enhance another guy. So you put Randy Orton up against a, a guy It's like, finally for the first time as somebody I canny, the Viper canny fucking get this guy, canny get this guy. And then you have that big moment, the big WrestleMania moment where it's like, bang, finally get caught with it out of the blue. An, an amazing RKO and no well that'd be a brilliant way to go out. That's to class. I was going to say, is that the way out? Because then at backlash, you could avoid the, the claymore kick and do that. And then <laughs> no, I think, I think it's just that would be. It, man. I think I would just be that would be the thing. It'd be like I've came in, I've trained myself. Sounds like a load of bullshit. Sounds no, like Disney. What do you think of that, John and Jason? No, it's fantastic. Oh, I, fucking, I love it. That's a great idea. It would be good fun because you'd have loads of the moments where it's like, oh my god, did Disney see him? Randy Orton's there, and also some of the moments where you don't even see Randy Orton coming, but he comes out and we'll fucking duck out it and reverse it. But, Rab, like, oh my it's, god it's, it's, it's so bait it's like you think about it what's the, the the point of wrestling is you win don't get beat that should be the, the that should be like the, in the opening part of a match show that it's a competition and if you know that if you take this RKO then you're going to be fucking bait so that makes fucking yep. so much sense doesn't it yep I've trained myself just to defeat the RKO, that's like that's the thing. And also, it's a storyline where you don't need a belt involved, you don't need anything like that. That's what yeah. I like to see a WrestleMania stacked up with matches where it's like, oh, this is going to be exciting, even though there's no championship involved. Anyway, it's uh, it's never going to happen because uh, that was good. Because I'm not a wrestler. That was classy. Eh? Listen, mate, Jason, thanks so much for coming on. That was two good questions, and you focus on keeping your trains running, mate. I will. I will do, lads. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you, mate. Enjoy, you enjoy, and best of luck to you and your missus going in your house. Aye. Hope you, so, hope you have a nice dinner tonight. <laughs> and maybe if the pandemic's passed, you have a house warming party or anything like that. Here's a shout, right? Aye. I probably wouldn't do that, but... All right. Cheers, man. Thank you. <laughs> so, thanks a lot to Jason Robertson there. If you want to be on next week's running, best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as our World Heavyweight Champions get first dibs and our Intercontinental Champions get second dibs. And our cruiserweight champions get third. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to get yourself involved. You just made the list! Okay, every week we run down a chart or something wrestling related on a list of wrestling daft. It's a list. And you can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Now, it's the anniversary of the Montreal screw job. So we asked, <sighs> do you want to hear about. Do you want. <laughs> Do you want to hear about wrestling's biggest holy shit moments? Or since it's Macho Man's birthday, shall we talk about the Macho Man? Well, this week with 81% of the vote, it was a huge snub for the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And it's the holy shit moments that won it. So it's the top three holy shit moments. This is really easy, right off the top of my head. I've not even prepared this. 
right off the top of my head. The number three holy shit moment of all time for me is Hulk Hogan turning heel to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. He is the third man. Look at this picture. Oh my God. What the hell is going on? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Uh, which, boring. That's no fucking boring. That's a massive moment. Ah, that's his boring. That's a massive moment. That's a holy shit moment. Uh, uh, the, the one guy you would never see turning, and turning heel so successfully in, in that moment, he was in there with Nash and Hall. It's a big holy shit moment. Uh, hey, but, Brad, but you, come on, did you watch that live on pay-per-view or whatever? Did you hear about it? I'm forgetting you're older. I'm older than you, and I was watching WCW at the time. I was watching WCW when Hall and Nash first arrived in it. That was kind of when I get started getting right, excited right, okay. about right. all that was when Hall and Nash made the jump. Right. Sorry, um, I, I and then, mate, and then, mate, I was a big Nitro fan. Then I was like WCW loyal mm-hmm. to the extent <laughs> I'm telling you, and to the extent where I was kind of like, um, I was going like, oh, "Fucking man, WWF's done for man." And then, and then Stone Cold. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Then Stone Cold's my started turning off. Right, my number two. A really obvious one as well, and it's um, mankind getting thrown off the hell in the cell through the... Uh, that's a proper holy shit moment. A holy shit moment that will never be replicated. Nobody will ever do that again. Nobody, that that kind of thing that happened there, will ne- you'll never see that for this day forward on telly in a wrestling match. Am I right, Gredo? Aye, uh, you're right, mate, but I just fed up talking about stuff like that, man. I know, but this is what you want for holy shit. Anyway, know, my number one it's... is a wee bit different. Yeah, okay. It's fucking <sighs> Vince and Shane being on Nitro. Imagine that. Me, Vince McMahon. Imagine that. Here I am on WCW television. How can that happen? Well, there's only one way. You see, it was just a matter of time before I, Vince McMahon, bought my competition. That's right. I own WCW. Because for a guy who sat and watched the Monday Night Wars and watched all that, to turn on Nitro one night and then Shane McMahon is there, and it's it's just insane. Vince McMahon's there right at the start of Nitro saying that he's fucking, you know what I mean? That he's appearing on Nitro. It was, the, it was the maddest thing you could ever see. The maddest thing you could ever see. It was the ultimate holy shit moment. Nothing will ever beat that moment. Even, even when the Monday Night Wars were going on and you were thinking to yourself, one of these companies is going to win this, you never dreamed in a million years that the, the person that owned one of the companies would appear on the other show. It's just like unthinkable. Holy shit. It was. Let's see what the punters have got to say. Cradle's hating this, but... Nah, I mean, look, here's the deal. It's right, okay. I'm burying this because it is just... You know what I mean? Holy shit moments. It's Josh Brohibition and M-Dog 20 showing up in XPW. uh, New Year's 2002. Holy shit moments is uh, the XPW wrestlers cutting off Messiah's thumb. Uh, Holy shit moments is stuff like New Jack battling the old guy. Uh, what do you call him, Gypsy Joe? Uh, holy shit moments as uh, 
my heel turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel, come on. Come on, no. But, Fucking, but if you're talking about the Vincent top... Shane. Vincent Shane and all that. If you're talking about the top three holy shit moments, fucking, they want, there's no way New Jack, I don't want to say anything negative about New Jack. He's the best. In fact, New Jack's my number one. Right, so uh, moving on to see what the punters say. Stephen, his holy shit moments. uh, Oh, fuck's sake. Skipper's tightrope walking a cage, tightrope, tightrope walking on the top of a cage leading to Hurricane Rana versus America's Mace Wanted in the early TNA. You're welcome, Gredo. Thank you very much, Stephen. That's a good holy shit moment. Uh huh. Chris's holy shit moment the first time he saw mankind get thrown off hell in a shell. Shane, Undertaker crucifying Austin. Craig, Ric Flair leaving WCW for WWF. No. This, that was a shock to everybody. The internet was brand new. Don't think anybody saw it coming. No, I was a wee guy at the time, so I didn't really realise the significance of Ric Flair turning up on, you know, until later. Uh, Bronze Cello says the first time Brock superplex Big Show in the ring broke. Doesn't have the same effect that it's been done 20 times. True. Nice to wrestlers says the CM Punk pipe bomb promo. Couldn't you believe good. what I was hearing watching it live. I suppose that was a, a bit of a holy hey, shit. Hey, Cockabana. John says John Moxley's debut in AEW. Undertaker losing the streak for That's fuck's whole... sake. Aye, come on, Rab, you're fucked up there. Oh, fuck me. Ass of that one. Come on. That's it. That's it, mate. Oh, come on. I don't know if it's bigger than any of the three I mentioned. I don't know, Rab. I would say in terms of that was holy fuck. In the moment, Where maybe I... aye. Aye. In the moment, maybe it was. Uh, that's why the listeners are good to, sometimes they're good to listen yeah. to. Um, and Mick Foley been thrown off hell in a cell, John said as well. Rob says Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold joining forces. A shocking moment there in WWE history. Stone Cold signing a deal with the devil. And Leslie says Bischoff debuting in Raw. Never thought I would see the day when he took the Vinnie money. Brian says Barbershop window, enough said. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, holy shit, Jeff Harry's swan torn off the ladder onto Bubba Ray Dudley at Mania 16. I'd never really seen anything like it. So an interesting wee mix there nah, of big... I- Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm being an today, man. I, I, I apologise. I, I apologise. I just think that was a... I just think we could... Holy shit moments. I think we should... What have, I think, come on. Is it, was this your idea, John, no? Yes, this is my... Well, it's a punter's idea. It's a bit idea. vanilla. It's a bit vanilla. It is a bit. But the punter's idea, we should have been talking about Macho Man's best moments, actually, because that would have been interesting, because I think Macho Man had a very interesting career. Macho Man's best moments would turn up some interesting stuff. So the, the patron... But the patrons chose... Mm-hmm. Grado, what are we doing on the list of wrestling daft? You choose what the Patreons get to vote on next week. This is Come your on. choice, Grado. What Come would on. you like them to choose? Look, look at you. Come on, hit me. What do you really Come feel on. about me? Come on, hurry up. Come, Come on. on. Come on. What are they choosing for next week? Between two topics, you get to choose them. The Patreons get to vote on what they want to talk about on the list of wrestling daft next He's called your bluff, mate. He's called my bluff, right? Okay. The, the the I know what here's a good one. You know how we used to go on wrestling news sites and you'd you'd read the bottom and it would try and uh, clickbait you to go to the other news sites and it'd be stuff like Sting is backstage at Raw and it was like two thousand and stuff like that. Yeah. Was there any any kind of mad ones folk can remember? Well yeah, I, it could be something like that. Like what's the biggest what's the what's the most stupid rumour that you've That's believed? a good one. Most Aye. stupid rumour you've believed. Aye. Aye, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because there was all sorts of ones we used to believe, wasn't there? Right, so Mr. Wrestling Daft for next week, we've got the best wrestling rumour you've ever heard. No, no, the daftest one you've ever believed. Daftest mm-hmm. one you've ever believed versus... Come on, guys. Um, the wrestling gift one, but I might change it as well. What was something today with... Christmas. The 
the, the, the maddest time you've saw a wrestler on a normal telly program because that sometimes happened, does it not? We've just talk, we've talked about that. We've talked about that every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as easy as you think, Greg. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> Woo! You can have a Wrestling Daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap or one of your range of Grado inspired bum bags at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Christmas is coming up, don't know what you're waiting for. On there you'll find designs such as Alexa, who is Graham Steveley, I'm a Mark, Crud, Chips, Cheese and Donner Meat and I'm a Wrestler Tate. You even get a wee face mask to wear while you're stuck in line trying to get any next. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Now, or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Now it's that point in the show where we fill up the wrestling daft Lorian with plutonium and head back in time to the sounds of Huey Lewis as we look at a wrestling match of days gone by. Last week we asked you to watch the Highway to Hell match between Stone Cold and The Undertaker at SummerSlam 98. Now I just want to read you here what John has actually written on the notes here for this bit. He wrote, last week we asked you to watch the Huey to hell match between Steinkold and The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, did, did you watch it again, Grado, the, the match? You might have missed this because you weren't the only one. I was off, mate. I was off. But um, I just wanted to this time, John, are you all right, man? Because yeah, you've got all these podcasts. I'm going to ask you live on air. Are you all right, mate? Aye. I'm, fine, all right. I'm, f- I'm just busy now. I'm you busy take now. it, mate. You, you look a bit like me when I'm kind of... When I start piling stuff on for myself, I'm, I'm I'm a bit tired at the moment, Grado. I'll be honest with you. I've been working. I've been working on. I get a bit of plug in for my show, four to seven on the Greatest Hits Network, which is Clyde Two Four Two North Sound Two Four to Seven, Scotland's Greatest Song, hosted by Jackie Bird with Claire Grogan uh, and various other people deciding on Scotland's Greatest Song. So right, alternatively, you can listen to Go Radio. Oh, you can listen to Go Radio in Grado. So remember, John is John is not John's really really knackered, and he's really working really hard to make these shows happen. If you want to help John, the way to do it is become one of our patrons. That's it. You know, what I mean, it's like get on, get on the Patreon, uh, get and get uh, get that stuff sorted out. <laughs> no, I was really surprised watching this Highway to Hell match because you think so much about the Undertaker and Stone Cold only very happy with the match, right? And that's became so much the story now. I fucking really enjoyed it when I watched it. See that leg drop, Undertaker. He goes up to the top rope and does a leg drop off the top of the top rope through the announce table. Yeah, yeah. It's the Undertaker. I, I thought I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, see if I don't know. It's an underrated match. Uh, here's what the punters had to say. Paul says, I always have memories of the ACDC music video they show on Raw to hype the match. Possibly one of my favourite Taker entrances where the gates of hell burst open. You can also hear uh, Tony... T- Tony Chimney? Tony Chimney. He Tony, got released. Tony Chimney, it says here. <laughs> Do you know that Chimney... Tony Chimney got released? He's not that. Um, did he? Mm-hmm. He got released. He says to Earl Hebner to get out of the ring before the pyro went off. Uh, Taker hitting that Alabama jam off the top rope through the announce table with a bad leg. Considering the Triple H versus Rock Ladder match was on just before, the crowd was still with him. Great match, great pay-per-view. Uh, Mark says it's a great match made better by the fact there's no 50 camera cuts a minute, unlike nowadays, man. It's so fucking true. See, going back and watching these old matches and it's no jumping about every two seconds. Fucking beautiful. Jimmy says this is probably the most underrated SummerSlam main event. I wish we could see some more matches between Stone Cold and The Undertaker. 
Jamal says this match isn't talked about enough. Truly one of the greatest matches of all time. So there you go. See, even the punters thought it was an underrated... Because I, I, I suggested watching it just purely because it was like, you know, all these stories have built up around it. Let's remind ourselves what it was actually like. And actually it stood up pretty well. So what are we going to go for next, Grado? What are we going to watch? Have we ever spoke about the... We probably have actually made a think about it. Um, remember the W... Because just because some... Well, I like listening... You know, I like looking up Ian D Andrew Dice Clay's tweets. He was talking about WWA. Remember them? We've talked about them. We've spoke about them coming to Glasgow before, haven't we? Have we ever actually watched the the, the, the pay-per-view that they've done at the SEC, which was so random? Have we done that before, John? We've not. We've not. Is, no. it, on, is it on... It's YouTube? on YouTube, right? And I want, and I want somebody... People will probably not write. So it was called WWA Retribution. I think it was called in Glasgow, December the sixth, two thousand and two. Right, the full event is up there. SECC Glasgow, the most random pay per view to come to Glasgow. Mike Sanders is on it. Perry Saturn debuted that night. Um, so many guys that are in WWE now or big in the British wrestling scene were at that show. Um, and Jeff Jarrett was there. Nathan Jones, he had just been. I don't know if this was. Prior to him, I this was prior to him going to WWE, but it was a pay per view. It was recorded. I think it played like a week later on pay per view in America, but it was mental man Sting and Luger, a main event in Glasgow. Uh, so I that was um, a pure interest night. I could maybe speak about it a wee bit as well, but all the folk that I met that night. And Let's watch it. Bloody hell! Just looking at the, the the timings on some of the matches, like they didn't go long. That's for sure. Did they fuck man? Ten minutes. <laughs> Conan defeated Nate Webb in Spoilers. seconds. <laughs> Spoilers, mate. Did you still not know about this pay-per-view? Nah. Seriously, John? The main event was seven, between Luger and Sting, yeah. was seven minutes long. I, 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 this blows my mind that you just never knew about this. Nah. Let's watch it, let's watch it. All right, so what, I mean, it's, it's horrific, but it's a good kind of, because it's in Glasgow, you know what I mean? Spider Night Web and all that, Shark Boy and all this. And let's watch it. Let's watch and that, it. That, that was the first night I met JB, JB, Jeremy Borash. It's funny, man. Because <laughs> like this was about six months after TNA had started going in America and I'd been getting the tapes every week. And you know that way, I went right down the front to get JB's attention. I thought, he'll love that I know what NWA TNA is. He'll love, <laughs> he will totally love this. He's going to love me asking. And I was, I was like tapping his shoulder and I'm like, eh, Jeremy Borash, you know, I know your full name kind of thing. Jeremy Borash, eh, it's TNA going to be coming to, to the UK for a tour anytime soon and it honestly looked at me as if I was the biggest piece of shit ever, it made me feel like an absolute wank and I thought, I hate this guy I hate this guy I g'd myself up and I thought he was going to go my man, you know about TNA we didn't, it? fancy coming for a couple of beers sip with the boys, do you know what I mean, that's what I had in my head that was going yeah, to yeah. happen fuck me man fucking mark mark <laughs> Uh, so there you go. I shall hold up for next week. Uh, go and watch. What is it again, Gredo? Where do we find it? WWE Retribution, 12 for the 6, 2002. I'm also looking at Buff Bagwell here. Johnny Swinger is in the show as well, who's pretty over the room in TNA. Check um, back in with your thoughts and opinions on that one mm -hmm. next week. But uh, just uh, as well, we'll talk about it next week, but like, where the fuck did they get that Titantron set? Like, who made that? You know what I mean? Aye. They got bagpipe. It's weird. Anyway, aye, watch it. Check that out. I'll be a weird curio. Uh, so that's it for this week's show please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcast wherever that might be probably the internet plus remember we now go twice a week so you can catch us on a Friday and the Marks podcast on a Tuesday also remember to get on our Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to check out the video version 
And why not buy yourself a wee t-shirt? Christmas is coming and your granny is going to want one of your Wrestling Daft t-shirts. <laughs> Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft if your granny's still alive after Corona. Um, so who's our listener of the week? Uh, wow. Who's our listener of the week? Um, you know what? We, we haven't done this often, right? Right. But I think, see the pressure of being a champion and then getting back in touch, right? Mm-hmm. Being the champion, the reigning champion. relevant. And then the following week, trying to stay relevant, trying to hold onto your belt by getting in touch again with contribution and hitting it with Susan Boiler Room Brawl. I think we should get to Jordy Coyle again. Jordy Coyle is second week in a row. I two times. Two times, Jordy Coyle two champion. Time. Thanks for listening, everybody. New Grado. Up the road, mate. It's your, it's your se- up, no, up the road. road. 11. 11. 11. Up the road. Peace. Peace out. Audio Frontier.